Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to the After Hours Dental Podcast. My name is Sammy. I am one of the co-hosts here. I am joined with my fellow co-host, Dr. Ashley and Dr. Daryl. Daryl, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, shoot. So I graduated dental school uh, 2016, moved back home. I'm from San Diego. Uh, moved back home 2017. Been an associate. Oh, shit. Been an associate dentist since then, and I have my own private practice for about three years now. March three years past, well, this past week. Yeah. Um, and I know I met you guys through social media, and look what we're doing now. Cool, cool, cool. Dr. Uh, Ashley? So my name's Dr. Ashley. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm also known as Dr. Sammy's wife. Uh, so we're a duo. <laughs> A um, little bit about our journey. I've been an associate dentist for the past almost like five years. And then I joined a practice with uh, Sammy and my mother-in-law. So there's three of us together. Um, and we just recently opened a new office in San Diego. And that's kind of a little bit about us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so our, um, you know, obviously my name is Sammy. Uh, I'm the owner of the Smile Influencers channel. I make videos uh, educating people about, uh, you know, their, their oral health. And the purpose of this podcast is honestly to create a community of dentists. We can share our struggles about practice ownership um, and hopefully like answer your guys' question in the chat. Whether you're a patient, a dentist, a dental student, if you guys have questions you want to have answered by, um, a group of people, young dentists who are starting practice owners, then by all means, leave it down in the chat and uh, we're here to help. Okay. Um, I do want to ask you really quick, Daryl. So what was your path to practice ownership? If you don't mind uh, sharing with us. My path to practice ownership. So going into, where am I? You're on this one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so many cameras. Um, so I knew I wanted to be an owner. That's um, for dentistry in order to be, you know, to kind of progress and do what you kind of want to want to do, you got to have your own practice. Um, so coming out of school and residency, I knew I wanted to own, just didn't know when. Um, so I worked as an associate for a few years. I still work there right now, um, part-time. And then within those two, three, first two to three years realized, okay, you're making money for someone else. So... At a certain point, your skills get good enough where you're like, I can do this on my own. Um, so that's where the whole looking for a practice happened. And then I found one on Henry Shine's um, catalog or list. And then, yeah. Just an pick, you just picked from a catalog? Pick from a catalog. You go. <laughs> <laughs> that no, that's pretty awesome. Much, pretty much. You look. So someone actually sent me like, hey, this practice would be kind of cool. Or you should look at it. It's in San Diego. And so then I was like, all right. So I went, took a look, and then, yeah. The rest is history. The rest is history. So, like, what, what made it an attractive practice for you to consider buying? <clears throat> it was home or close to home, and it was cheap, which I can, we can talk about this. Uh, I, have a, I have a lot to talk about. So it's cheap, and then looking at where it was, it's like my skill set can add to the practice so I thought I can or I make the value go up higher. Like, oh, he's not doing a lot of stuff. So okay. bring my so, skills into that. You know, guys, we did have a script, but, you know, screw it. Like, <laughs> I have more questions for Daryl, and I think this would be, would be a little bit more valuable. So let me ask you this, Daryl. Um, so you, say, you said it was cheap. What makes the practice, if you don't mind sharing, what mm -hmm. made the practice cheap and, and made it more affordable for someone right. who so, graduates dental school with all this debt? So... Okay, not okay. Cheap. That's what, you're right. Affordable because we all wanted to buy a practice. Ideally, you'd want to buy a bigger practice. But as a new student or a new graduate, you know, three years of a, <clears throat> of work experience and not having a lot of money to your name, it's like banks will question. It's like, hey, can you really do this? So, you know, those million dollar practices, unless someone else can help you bankroll it, it's, you probably won't have the best of luck with those. So. This one was like less than half a million, um, and it was cheap because the doctor was retiring. He wanted to get rid of it, and then the office was a little outdated and need, needed to be maintained, so then the value goes down, and then um, 
patients, you know, so most of them, he was on the decline. Uh, people knew he was ready to retire. So some of the patients were leaving. So then the value went down, obviously. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, Darryl, I think you brought up a, a good point about, I feel like people are in dental school and we're on Instagram and we see these videos of these beautiful Beverly Hills type offices, multi-million dollar offices. And I guess that's kind of most people, that's the dream. Right. And not saying people can't get there, but I think the reality is you don't get there for a long time unless you, you have someone to help you bankroll that. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to be upfront, the reality is Sam and I, we're in a beautiful office right now. And to be honest, the reason we're here is because we partnered with an older dentist, someone who's been doing the, in the field for over 30 years, my mother-in-law. And so, no, and people don't want to talk about that. People yeah. just want to post photos and act like, hey, I'm in a million-dollar practice. Usually there's someone that helped them get there at that age. Um, but you're like, she's been in the community for, you said, 30 years, right? Over, so, yeah, like over 35 years. And my office was a similar, my current office is a similar layout to how your mom's previous office is, which is what, you know, it was like three or four operatories, open bay, you know, straight line, very, very, um, I guess, efficient, concise, like very small, um, you know, and then it took her 30 years to get this space, a whole floor, right? So it's not That's a good point. easy. Like they've yeah. been in this game for longer than we have. The doctors I've worked with, same story, 10, 15 years, and then they've expanded. Yeah, because I mean, like for, I mean, when I think about challenges for you and correct me if I'm wrong, but like having a patient base, the patient's loyal to the doctor, mm -hmm. you know, and then you jump in there and, and you're a new face, you have a new technique, you have a new style of dentistry. Some doctors may be a little bit more hands off. Some doctors may be a little bit more comprehensive and just like, you need all this work. And there's this like fine balance in between. Right. So did you do anything that made it more like, did you try to follow his style or did you just say, F it, I'm going to, I'm going to do the way I do dentistry and, yeah. and hopefully it works out. I mean, he was pretty much, he was a conservative dentist, you know, and did pretty good work. Um, it's just, we're going to answer your question soon, guys. Sorry. Uh, new techniques, you know, as new graduates, just changing the way you are changing or doing dentistry along with how dentistry is being changed. It's pretty much so like composites, um, techniques in root canals, um, Can you give us an example of some like technique he did that was different than what you're accustomed to? Uh, he still placed amalgams. Uh, <laughs> nice. Okay, so two examples. Uh, he placed amalgam still, and then the last time I placed an amalgam was in dental school, which was 2016 maybe, and you know 2019 is when I bought the practice. He was still doing that. There's nothing wrong with amalgams. There's a place and time for it, but nowadays it's mostly composites. Um, and then, oh, sterilization, cleaning things up. So you know how we have those pouches mm -hmm. for the instruments in? Yeah. Yeah, so what he was doing before, and, you know, he had the bag, individual bags, clear bags, and then he would put the instruments and then seal them with, like, a sealer and then throw them in ah. the sterilizer. I think, or he would sterilize first and then toss them in the bag. I forget the order. I tossed Just that and I was way different. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to intimate. Daryl, yeah. if you don't mind me asking, when you took, because I think this is a big fear for most people mm -hmm. just outright buying a practice and the owners leaving. Did you feel like you lost a lot of patience? Oh yeah. Just uh, okay. When you bought it. Yeah. He didn't stick around, right? He sold it. In yeah. It was a turnkey. Uh, okay. Um, the stats show 30 to at 30%, you're going to lose patients off attrition right off the back end. Um, 30% then, like just by a change of doctors, just all by of a change of doctors lose. or mm -hmm. like, you know, in your practice right now, there's, you're losing 30%. You just don't know. Yeah. It's there. Something's leaking. Yeah. Um, so that happened. And then he pretty much, I bought the practice and then it was just me. He wasn't there. Mm. There was a letter that sent out like, Hey, I'm retiring. And then that was it. So yeah. trying to bring that, bring back the patients in. Yeah. was, you know, shocking to some and some people, some patients knew he was on his way out and yeah. Interesting. Can we answer this question? Yeah, that's I, up? I do. So go ahead, Ashley. I want to ask so the question. So the question is, how many years post-grad would you recommend pursuing ownership for someone who is sure they want to go this route? It's a good question. How many years post-grad would you recommend pursuing ownership for someone who is sure they want to go this route? So someone who is confident that they are definitely going to go into private ownership, how many years do they need? I mean, I can start the, this... Um, 
conversation, I guess. Um, I would say that the first, first and foremost, you need to attain the skills to be able to do bread and butter dentistry. Yep. So simple surgical extractions, good fillings, good crowns without post-operative sensitivity, you know, root the canals. basics, some, some basic root canal, stuff like that. The more that you can do uh, efficiently and like comfortably and make patients happy, um, I think the better off you're going to be before jumping into private practice ownership. Also, there is this whole other world that no one teaches you. And we, they always say it, but like this whole practice management thing, dealing with teams, understanding how to work with teams and retain team members, being really kind to them, compassionate, understanding what their needs are. This is only going to come by working, in my opinion, under a mentor and, and having some, um, like you need to see how the owner docs or a manager runs the office and in order to run it yourself. So I think jumping into early can be really dangerous. And I think there is Which some is benefits. what I did. <laughs> and I can talk more about that. Daryl's got more to say. Yeah. Daryl's got more to say. I got a lot to say. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, that's what I would say. Anyone else want to tackle this? Well, I'll let, I'll let Daryl go in a minute. I know he's a lot to say. Uh, one Darryl's thing got a lot to say. I would add to that, I had a professor in dental school tell me that it will take, you will not start to feel comfortable with dentistry until you've been practicing for like five years. And at five years, you'll, you'll kind of you'll start to feel like you know what you're doing. And I didn't really understand that until I actually got out of dental school. And then I was like, that's kind of accurate. About five years, then you kind of start to feel like, hey, I think I know what I'm doing. Um, so kind of what, what Sammy said, and again, I'll let Daryl talk more because I know he started on his own at a really young age. But I think that without a mentor, I mean, I would say like, five years or more but even five years like it's hard yeah I mean it's it's hard like I mean I'm, I'll let Daryl talk because I feel like Daryl's the one that has yeah. the yeah. more he really went well, out on guys, his own yeah yeah be <clears throat> honest with us Daryl yeah don't sugarcoat this we want to know the truth so five years you're about I mean that's what am I five years now five years out of dental school residency we're all about we're five, five we're all about five yeah. to six years so that's true like I can walk in now to an office like situ a scenario and then not have to worry about what's on the schedule. So it took a while to get there. Um, so you're right on that. Having mentors, yes. Having someone that's done it or that's where you want to go is key. When I bought the practice, I didn't have guidance. I didn't know what I was doing. So I can say this is probably one of the most expensive life lessons I've learned and I'm still learning. Like imagine digging a hole and then I've dug it even deeper. You know, you got <laughs> loans and all this. I pre at my practice is pretty much like a pseudo startup. I had the startup qualities. I just had the shell. And then I had to work with the patients and what he had. So there was some instant cash flow, but not a lot. And then on top of that, trying to renovate an older practice. So there was that. Um, yeah. Five years. Oh, to answer that question about how many years... If you're very entrepreneurial or you really know that biz that this is for you, start right away. Learn business because in dental school, they, keep, they tell you how to do the dentistry, but this whole thing running a business is a different animal. And if I knew now what I knew then, I probably wouldn't have made the same decisions. I would have made smarter decisions or it would have been easier to get to where I'm at. Um. So, yeah, you start early, but also don't be afraid because you'll never be ready to do it, and then you can always improve. I was going to say, I think that's a really good point about learning. If you want to do it, start learning now. I feel like I'm in that kind of phase of my career where you can't just say, oh, I'm going to have a biller, and, and they're going to do it, or I'm going to have, you know, I don't know, a business manager, and they're going to handle it. I'm at that phase where, unfortunately, you can't, the reality is employees come and go. So you, as an owner, you need to know every aspect of your business. So I'm kind of at that phase right now where, you know, Sammy's in the back doing dentistry and I have a break. I'm in the front saying, how are you guys billing this? How are you doing this? I'm trying to understand, you know, I need to understand how does the front work? How do they do their job? Because if they're not there, who's going to do it? The doctor, the owner. Exactly. Can, can I say one thing? If the assistant, <laughs> one thing I was saying, the assistant's not there, who's going to handle it? The doctor, the owner. Us. So I got to know how everything in sterilization, yes. 
if the chairs are broken and normally the assistant fixes it, you got to know how to do it. You got to know how to change the traps. You got to know everything. And I wish I started that sooner <laughs> because I'm learning it. I'm learning it now. Um, yeah. You want to add something, Sammy? Sorry. I just had, can I just, <laughs> Ashley, I just love that point. I'm just going to give you a couple dings right there. And nice. A little, you know, very nice points. No, a hundred percent. He just wants to hit those buttons. <laughs> <laughs> No, 100%. Like, you cannot be at the mercy of another person. That's the reality. If you're going to be a practice owner, if you think that just delegating tasks, like, I get it, you do have to delegate in order to fulfill your responsibility as a doctor to your patients. But the reality is, you have to know everything. And the quicker you know everything, and by everything I mean know how to bill, know how to use your practice management software, like Dentrix, understand how to, like, put the buttons, appropriate buttons in there to make it more efficient. Because I think one of the problems I had was that I was relying on so many people and I just didn't want to do it. So I would say, oh, you do it or you do it or whatever. And then I'm at the mercy of those people. And then if someone leaves or if someone like, it's almost like it's an uncomfortable feeling because you know they have some knowledge that you don't have. So the practice owner cannot be in this vulnerable state. You have to understand every aspect of the of the business, including the janitorial, you know, skills, like all the way from janitorial skills all the way to the dentistry and everything in between. I still sweep my floors at my office. There we go. See that honestly, and take, and take out the trash. A hundred percent. And someone says your assistant should be doing that. And I was like, mm, I'm I still got to do it. Hey, I'm cleaning the rooms. If we need the rooms clean, I'm cleaning the rooms. And people act like, oh, the doctors. Oh, they're higher than that. No, no one's higher than anyone. Like in order for an organization to work and for an excellent customer experience to be had, everyone has to work as a team. And that's something that we're really working on right now. We did have a lot of turnover recently when we moved into this new practice. Just so you guys know, I was working with my mother in a four operatory practice and now we moved into something with eight operatories. Going from a very small practice where you can hear everything to a larger practice, systems have to be made. Like you have to have systems in place because at this point you can't hear everything. So there needs to be like a high level of organization with like, manager and some man you know like every person has a responsibility and has to be done correctly so anyways that's a topic for, Lad, for another time. last tidbit i have to add on my mind about this topic is that it doesn't matter how much you pay any company or any employee no one will care about your business about what you make as much as you it doesn't matter what you pay them yep <clears throat> you're the only one i mean we have people ordering supplies they just order whatever because they don't pay the they don't pay the bill, um, so and that's just the harsh reality. No one will care about your business as much as you. So that's why you need to know everything about it. One hundred percent. Hey, let's just scroll through really quick. Let me put it on the GoPro cam. Oh, the GoPro cam is dead. Aww. No, no, we're gonna get this. Hold on, let me. We're gonna get this GoPro cam on. Guys. <laughs> we had our third angle. This is the third angle. The GoPro cam has to work. It's fine. Whatever. Um, let's go through these really quick. So thank you, Anshul. Anshul is one of my very close friends. Thanks for the $20, bro. I appreciate the donation. And Greg, another one of my close friends. It's pretty sad. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. I you appreciate you guys. You guys. Save your money. Support. You got to start somewhere. Greg, pay um, off your, stu your student loans. Yo, thank you to Nancy for watching. Thank you to Dr. Victor Cedillo Felix. He's in San Diego. We need to have you on, Victor. Thank you to Andre Smith for that question. Thank you to Ron. Thank you to Stephen Liu. I really appreciate you guys for tuning in and, and also supporting the channel and, and promoting it. That really means a lot, guys. So should we, I think we should just keep answering some questions. Yeah, what do you guys think? Is that okay? All right, let's do this. Um, this comes from Anchal. What soft skills does a practice owner need that a regular dentist might not have. Who wants to take this one on? <laughs> I, I, I can take I can take on some of it. Do you got, well, I feel like I'm talking too much. Daryl, you All got right. you got this. Come Soft on. skills. Ooh. So you got to know how to treat treat the person behind the teeth. Anyone you can do a class two, whatever dentistry. That's easy. Um, but treating the person is one thing. So learning how to speak to them, matching their tone when they come in. If they're angry, you know, don't be jumping to conclusions. Talk to them. Get to know them a little. Be personable. You know, dentistry is a, a relationship-based practice. So know your people. The other soft skill is, I don't know if this is a soft skill, but you got to sell. It's, you know, people always say, and this is like the biggest um, I don't know if it's a myth. What's that thing where it's like flipped? Like you have this certain idea. So you, 
what I've learned in my past five years of practice or whatever is, oh, <clears throat> you got to do good dentistry and the patients will follow. Yes, to a certain extent. You can be the best dentist, but if you're not selling or marketing or exposing yourself to other people, no one's going to go to you. No one's going to know. So this is what they don't tell you in dental school. It's like, oh, he's a great dentist. You see all those big names. Why? Because everyone, they, they're pretty good at marketing, you know, all those big name dentists. Um, so, yeah, that's a good soft skill, learning how to sell dentistry without selling like a salesman. But and I, in reality, I, that's what it is. You're trying to sell them that they need to do the work because it's going to improve their health. A hundred percent. And I think what, what happens is that is that people need certain work. Let's say you have a large cavity, uh, a restoration that, you know, under restorations close to the nerve. And a lot of people can't relay that message clearly to the patient about the urgency and priority of the treatment. So for me personally, when I'm, you know, we can have a whole conversation about treatment plans and discussing treatment plans with patients. But basically what I do is simply go over consequences, go over, um, you know, clearly go over the radiographs, slowly look at the clinical photos and evaluate together. Um, being side by side with the patient, communicating on a level that's with them, and also not pushing anything. I'm I'm really not pushy. You know, I just tell them what it what it is that I see, the findings, um, and then we come to a decision together. And I think that's the most appropriate way to do that. And if you do that, if you if you become a master at just, you know, really clearly, slowly going over findings, um, that will do everything for you. And the patient will get the appropriate treatment that's needed and the work will be done and people will refer to you. I think a lot of patients do get turned off if you're too overly pushy. You know, it's like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do it right now or else it's like, well, is that necessarily true? Like you just have to have honest conversations, um, prioritizing what's important first and going from there. I think uh, one big thing is you have to be really good at solving problems um, I was just talking to Sam, Sam about this the other day. And one of the things I didn't realize would be so hard about owning a practice is that, <clears throat> excuse me, there will be problems every single day. And Daryl will probably agree with that too. Every day there's a problem. All day, every day, unfortunately. And people are going to come to you all day with problems. Unfortunately, they will come to you with no solutions. And you will have to find the solution. So, and that's been the biggest struggle for me. When I was an associate, I just went and did the dentistry and then I left. Cool. Now as an owner. I just work here, right? Yeah. yeah. I just said, my goal was to do good dentistry. I was, you know, applied to the staff and I uh, wanted to keep my patients happy. Those were my priorities. I don't have to worry about other stuff. Now it's, you know, I'm trying to work and people from the front are coming to complain about something. Someone else is coming to complain about another employee. Oh, this isn't working. Oh, we're out of this. We need to order this. And, oh, this patient's on the phone and they're complaining about this. And, and it's a million things. And that becomes very overwhelming. And sometimes it's hard to focus on the dentistry when you're also focusing on all these business issues or business stuff. I guess that's why most offices have office managers to help them deal with that. Um, and I don't, we didn't really talk about that. Our office, we do not have office managers. The office manager is the dentist. Daryl, do you have an office manager? No, but I have. Yeah. I'm the office manager. You, okay, yeah, we're the <laughs> office managers. Um, but again, that's a whole other discussion on if you want to... That's like next level practice you, stuff. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not against office managers, but again, no one will care about your business as much as you. Yeah. 100% guys. I, I agree with all that. Um, let me see. Just l let me read out a few more. Nicole, excited to listen to this. Rosalind T. Hi, Dr. T. Hi, Dr. T. Um, hello, hello. Should we go to, I don't, I don't, let's just see. We're at about 24 minutes. Do you want to do a video reaction and then we'll answer some of these other questions? Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Let's watch a video. We have some videos. Waylon, <laughs> what's up? I know you want a shout out, so I'll give you a quick shout out. Okay, so let's do a quick, okay, guys. Let me put this over here. We have a video reaction section. Oh, I forgot to tell you. We also have a spin you, you wheel. Oh, Can you get the spin wheel out? We have a spin oh, wheel. It's more than just us talking. Yeah, we're, we're going to go and we're, we're going to do scenarios, guys. We're dental podcast, guys. No. This is going to be the best 
damn dental podcast you're ever going to watch. Look, I told Sammy, I'm sorry. We're not talking about like procedures and stuff like that. No. (laughs) So why don't we do this? I I have two video. uh, Daryl hasn't seen any of the videos. We're going to actually get his reaction uh, on on some of these video clips. So let's jump right into it. Um, For the first video, um, give you a little backdrop. So this is a, uh, let me just pause it. I'll put it right here. This is Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, he does a financial education show on YouTube. And there was a caller that called in talking about um, basically whether he should go into dental school or not. Oh. So I'm going to go ahead and actually this put is, this. This is this year. This is, the, I think oh, it was like this year or last year or something like that. I know it, it all depends, right? But um, let me just, so I'm going to just cue it at one minute. And I just want to get your reaction, Daryl. So we'll cue it at one minute. I've been doing consulting for dentists all over the country, and I'm, I'm still finding myself drawn back to that dream of going and becoming a dentist. Cool. What's, What's it cost? cost? I, I, What's it cost? Yeah, that's the thing. What does it cost? It costs what? If I'm being honest. It costs how much? Four fifty. No, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, it will. No, it doesn't. You're wrong, Dave. Not, Not even close. close. You're, You're double, double at least. least. No, no way it costs four hundred fifty thousand dollars to go through dental school. I'm just gonna pause that for a second. We'll 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 watch a little bit of the rest of the video. He doesn't even believe that it costs that much. Four hundred. He said, "What was it? Four fifty? Four fifty? Four fifty? I mean, there was there was a recent post from NYU. What was it? Seven hundred? Yeah, seven hundred k tuition. I was thinking four fifty doesn't sound that Seven hundred k. Yeah, four fifties. Four fifties reasonable. Four fifties, all right. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, which is crazy. So it's funny that I, I think a lot of people don't really understand what the cost. interest or before? That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> and then you add the interest. So let's finish this video up. You're even close, dude. I don't know who you're talking to. That's, That's nuts. nuts. I mean, I mean uh, you, you can, can become, become an MD, MD for, for 200. 200. Is that true? Tons of places. Much, much less dental school. school. No, no that, you, you got, got some bad info, man, really. You need, you need to do, do some shopping, shopping with the dental schools. We work with dentists all the time. Um, now, now that's, that's a lot of money, just the same. same okay, so, so either, either figure is a big number. What's your current income? So, yeah. So, I mean, what's your thoughts about that, Daryl? I mean, this is a financial, supposedly a financial guru on YouTube, talks, mm-hmm. gives financial advice. So the caller calls in. Hey, man, I'm considering dental school. You know, I'm, I've been doing consulting for dentists. I really want to get into it. So he and was a consultant. He was a consultant. Then he's like, I want to get into dentistry. And then he's like, uh, it's, but it costs 450000 And that's when uh, Dave is like, whoa, that's not legit. You yeah. don't know what you're talking about. So there's a lot of things going on here. But let me go back to that guy who's a consultant. So I'm pretty sure his idea is he's worked with a lot of dentists. It's like, damn, they make a lot of money. So he wants a bigger piece of that pie. Because he knows, he probably sees their numbers. It's like, this dentist is making X amount, taking home. Why can't I do that? Because he's paying me. So he probably wants to get in, do dentistry, and then be a consultant. Like Now he's like a dentist and he's done consulting. So like now his value just went up. Um, I've seen that when I was interviewing. I met a guy who ran a couple dental offices. And he's like, no, I want to be in it. So he was just doing, trying to get into dental school uh, to, you know, have a better grasp of the dental world. He owned a couple of practices, but he wanted more. Um, his reaction for uh, this, 450 is about right. For me, going to dental school, I went to Indiana University out of state. I took loans out about 90000 a year. So times four is, what, 360 And with interest and all that, now I'm at a half a million. Okay, tell, tell them what the maybe, interest is. Actually, no, 475000 475 to a half a million. So, so for the viewers who, who and don't I know. I went to residency and I what, def- deferred for the first six months or something like that. And then, yeah. Dic- ridiculous. So that Absolutely payments ridiculous. could only pay for the interest, if that. So what, what is the, what's the highest interest, if you don't mind sharing? Shit, government, think, government interest. I think one of them was, I want to say 5 or 6%. I don't know. Honestly, I don't look at my numbers. I just look at... Sally May or whatever that thing is. And it's like, hey, you owe this much. I'm on income-based repayment. So how it works is their tax returns are filed. And then you pay according to how much you made last year to the previous year. Now, the tricky part and what people don't know and what I learned is 
If you don't even cover the interest payments of your loans, you don't know that you're paying more than what you should be because it's income-based. You're like, oh, yeah, $1,000. Sure, why not? When your interest payments on a half a million is what, 2000 at least or 1800 a month, and if you're not paying that, then it's just now the interest for the next year is like, oh, your total of the loan just went up, and you thought you were paying more. So, yeah. It's, um, a, it's, such, a, it's such a scam. So if I so the only thing is if for someone out there who's trying to get into dental school, make sure you want to do it because you love dentistry, um, and then you're going to be work like have a plan because it's tough. Uh, you're going to be working a lot. You're going to be working for other people. You know, corporate dentistry. You mm-hmm. can make a lot of money. Yeah, but you got these loans. You want to do if someone can help you. That's great. Not a lot of like I don't have anyone. It's just me, right? So. That's like, that's tough right there. Um, but yeah, man, that's, these loans are no joke. So, I think Daryl brought up a, a good point about you better, if you want to go to dental school, you better really make sure you love it. I always had this vision in my head. Oh, I'm going to go be a dentist and like whatever about make the loans because I'm going to make a ton of money and I'll pay them off. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge lie. Um, just so you guys know, I graduated uh, from UCLA. I was in state, so it was... I guess, considered cheap because it was UC and I was in state. I graduated with, I want to say about like 300K in debt, which I think is pretty good. That's really low compared to- So yeah, I I was, I know, lucky. Um, And I currently owe, I think a little under 200. Nice. And and, and the reason I kind of wanted to bring that up is, you know, Daryl said it's hard. You have to kind of make this decision. The only reason I was able to get that within this amount of time was because I, I did a one-year residency, GPR residency, after dental school. And after that, I went straight into a corporate-style practice. Um, so, again, you kind of have to – I made a lot of money at that corporate practice. I worked there for a little over two years, and I just made a bunch of money, and I was able to pay down a chunk of my loans – I also gave part of my soul by do, by working at that office. And so, again, you, you... It's tough. That's like a whole other discussion of me being an associate at, at doing corporate dentistry. It was... I would, like, go home and, and, and cry all the time. It was it, it was really stressful. That's a whole other discussion. But it did help me pay off my loans. Let me, let me add something there. Yeah. So the people who are watching were also in Southern California yeah. where dentistry... Say doesn't it. pay well. Say it, Daryl. Industry sucks here. Say so it, if Darryl. you're gonna come here and think about buying a practice, Gosh. it is. Do you're swimming with the sharks? Um, he said it. It's very cutthroat. Uh, yeah. Sorry. You I need to be to seasoned it. out here or have a name out here. Like, you like your mom's doing really well, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys have that, which is you guys are lucky. Like, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the practices I see that are really successful. They've been around here 10, 15 years before they even got to where they're at. Mm-hmm. So you can't just come in here and be like, hey, look at me. I'm going to buy, uh, I'm going to do a million dollar build out and hope the patients are going to flow in. No, no way, yeah. dude. It's hard, you know. I mean, that's another story for another time, too, yep. talking about my mom's come up and how you treat patients and retaining patients. I want to read some of these comments really quick. So Rosalind just said, let me say, am I saying her name right, Rosalind? Rosalind yeah. Okay. Let me say that at Western U, it's 500000 650000 with interest on graduation day. I think it's going to be $8,400 minimum monthly payment. It's seven hundred dollars at NYU to be a general dentist. Crazy. Thank that's you for the yeah. comment, Rosalind. And that's not that's even including crazy. if you're a specialist. Yeah. Oh my God. There, uh, there's also like, million. there's some stories, a million dollar uh, orthodontist who's wondering how he's going to pay his stuff back. I think Dave Ramsey also did a video there's, on that. Oh yeah. I um, knew one that committed suicide. I know, that's another, just a, which is that's like but, but, separate. But. but quickly, we should make a quick point on that. When you graduate dental school, cause dental school doesn't do nearly enough to educate you on how to do dentistry, which is sad and pathetic. It really is. And when I graduated school, like I still remember the intense anxiety I had before entering any dental practice. And it's kind of a sad reality that you have to push through and, and hopefully, you know, you have to work really hard to get good and at your hand skills. And unfortunately the educational system has been failing. Yeah. Um, We're at the lowest. We're like at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. When we graduate, which is, I mean, just like any other job, right? Waylon will fix the audio financial guru. Quote unquote, thanks. <laughs> Stephen Liu, 6.8%. Crazy. 6.8% interest, guys. Can you believe Shit. that? Anshul, is there any way to lower the cost of dental school to lower your potential debt? 
yes, Anshul, there is some ways that they, they have like, uh, you can join the Navy. You, they have some like, you can go into a low income service area. Um, however, when you do something like that, which I think it is definitely a really good option, but then you're not building your name and practice if you know where you're going to practice. My recommendation is that if you know where you're going to practice 100%, then I would say build the reputation, the community, do right by your patients, build, um, you know, trust and rapport, and then build your practice there. I think the opportunity cost is better. You want to say Yeah, and obviously, too. I mean, I know very some people have, like, you know, side hustles or they work. I, I More power to you if you can work during dental school i don't know how people do that most people can't work during dental school yeah no <laughs> but i mean again we went to school um in, in la so maybe try to you know cut back on the you know drinking at the bars on the weekend stay in state if you can yeah stay in state if you can just a couple more questions and then we have another uh, video reaction well then we'll do the spin wheel and we'll close out the show Stephen Liu. uh there's two Stephen Lou's in the chat but um, Stephen Liu, do you guys love dentistry the same way you did before graduating? Oh, gosh, that's a really good question, Stephen. Let me um, put it over here. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> it's hard to answer that. I mean, because you're, you're, I feel like that question comes from the pretense that we loved it 100%, like we were high energy right after graduation. And I guess I was really high energy after graduation. And in a way, you do become a little bit jaded, I was just going to um, say, I mean, I'll be honest. I Yeah, you you get jaded. Yeah, you do get jaded. But with that, you do get jaded. You get jaded. It is difficult. It's You have to look within to find that why you love it. And honestly, there are there's points in dentistry that you absolutely love, and there's points in dentistry that you absolutely despise, right? So you have to focus on what you love. I love when I have an amazing connection, interaction with the patient that tells me a story. I learn something new that we're vibing and we're communicating. We're having a fun time. I love that, right? Um, I don't love when someone's being rude to my staff or rude to, you know, everyone else. Or maybe there's a conflict within the team and there's internal drama and we're just trying to make people happy and we're trying to do everything we can, yet it's not working. I don't love that, right? So... It'd be a lie to say that, you know, some of these people, if you're listening to some people say, oh, everything's great. I don't think, you know, you can't say that. That's just not realistic. There's challenges and, and you have to work through it. And so that's what I would say about that. Does anyone want to comment about that? Well, I just wanted to add, again, to people listening, if you're a new grad or if you're in dental school, because I don't think, I hate this idea on currently with social media where everyone's like, it's so great. And I just don't think that people are honest about all the struggles there's, there's days I have that are really great. There's days that I come home and, and I'm crying. And, and then people say they don't have hard days. I think they're lying, to be honest. Um, and so I think it's okay to know that it's going to be a struggle. Even, you know, that's part of dentistry. And especially when you first go out, I think especially the first five years, it's a struggle. Especially if you're working, I think if you're working alone in an office, again, power to people that do that. I don't know how people, like, I don't know how Daryl does it. That's really stressful to be work alone. Strong man. What? He's a strong man. He's a strong man. <laughs> or even like, again, if you're doing corporate dentistry, which again, I did that and I learned a lot, but it was very hard and it's very lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to add on to that, I guess dentistry, I still love, like I'm a very positive guy. So I liked it when I got into IU. I still love it. I love my class. I love doing dentistry. I think the one thing, that has changed me is people. I hate you. I have a short fuse now. I have a short fuse now for stupid people, for stupid people, because you're dealing, you're dealing with what I saw 20 patients today and you know, you got to put your best foot forward. But at the end of the day, it's just like, it's draining. Yeah. It's it's tough. And you get at a certain point, you, you tolerate it, tolerate it. And then after a while you're like, I don't want to deal with you. Like, so can you, can you give us an example of, like, an interaction that was rude okay. or whatever? Oh, yeah, okay. Here's a recent one. So I got a patient. Uh, she came in on Saturday. Keep the personal details out, please. Yeah. She came in on Saturday. She came in for a toothache, all right? We diagnosed wisdom teeth. That needed to be done four months ago, five months ago. Comes in and says, hey, doc, can I get my wisdom tooth out? I was like, okay, this is Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. Office closed at 3. 
Oh, um, she did she walk in? I'm sorry for, for interrupting. Did she walk into the she's office? Scheduled. She's scheduled. She's scheduled on Saturday. She's scheduled for her Saturday. Gotcha. So I sit her down. I'm like, okay, how long, how long has it been hurting? Four days ago or since four days. I was like, okay, so you wait till the weekend, last minute to schedule. She goes, oh, by the way, can you take it out today? Because I have to do stuff or study for midterms, you know, this week. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, look. My assistants want to go home. It's been a long day. Like, you're over here. Like, you waited. You knew the problem four days ago. On top of that, we diagnosed it six months ago, telling you you needed it done. And now you wanna, you're telling us to do it now. So I'm like, okay. Okay, whatever, blah, blah. Stuff happens. And then I see her today. We're supposed to do all two teeth, 16 and 17. She goes, no, I just want to do 16. I'm like, and at this point, I kind of knew that was going to happen just the way that she was. So I told the staff, I was like, I don't even want to deal with it. It's 9 o'clock right now, first patient in the morning, But can whatever. you can you explain why? Like, why did that bother you? So she, she came in scheduled for 16, 17. She came but in, she, she was in pain for 16, 17. We did this whole consult kind of thing. Okay, she understood. Okay, scheduled for 16, 17 today, 9 a.m. But throughout the weekend, I was like, Kind of knowing how she came in, how she was trying to tell the staff and direct and tell people what to do. Like, I knew it's like if she said, I just want to do 16, 17 doesn't hurt, but it's right there and it's, it's going to happen, then let's just do 16. And so then I came in and then my the office manager comes and she's like, you're right. She only wants to do one, two today. I was like, And All you right. scheduled the time in the To do it, to do a full, to do yeah, to yeah. do it, you know? And I'm like, whatever, like. All right, like in my head, I already knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, I'm just gonna do 16 and get on out your way. Yeah, I, I, got, I got a story that it's been, <laughs> it's been, I've been wanting to vent about it for a week now that I'd like to share. Oh, you need, might have a venting series. <laughs> yeah, no, and this is just an example because you, Daryl, made a a good comment about um, kind of. Get us getting tired of people, which is sad because I feel like I'm a people person. Yeah, yeah, but I get people. Yeah, but I feel like I start to, you know, I can't deal with people anymore. So, like I mentioned, Sam and I, we've been in our new um, practice for a week now. We've been planning and building this for like over two years. Big process, lot of red tape, which is a whole again another podcast to talk about opening an office. Literally the weekend before, I'm here on my hands cleaning. Anyways. So very first day we open, we're all so excited. It's a beautiful office, beautifully decorated. It's just, it's amazing. Designed by my sister-in-law, it's beautiful. And uh, first patient, she was like the very first or second patient in the morning. And my sister brings back, oh, do, don't you love the office? It's so beautiful. And she says, no, I don't like it. And she said, why? And she said, your couches in the waiting room don't even have pillows. And... I don't know why that's bugged me all week. <laughs> and basically, look, pillows I have now? pillows now. <laughs> and then this past now. weekend, I had to go shopping <laughs> to buy pillows. Anyways, I don't know why. That just, I felt very jaded over that. And I've been thinking about it all week. That was, it, was there pillows at the other office? Was yeah, there a no, couch the, at the, the other office? The other office no, was the other small. couch didn't have pillows. No, but the other, other office was small and homey. And this is a bigger office. It's a big change. No, don't defend it. I'm not <laughs> defending it. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> defending it. But, but like, this is the point of the story. These are the types of things where it's like you're working so hard. And it's like, you're, and we don't even make patients wait rarely. You're in the waiting right. room for. You know, and the sad part too is, well, I guess it's sad. The smallest thing. Pillows pisses you saying. off. It's like really. And then. That it was just so, we were all so excited. I'm like, the first patient was just like, no, yeah. I don't like it because you're, uh, you're. Your couch is not pillows. Anyways, that's the sort of stuff you deal with um, as an owner. I'm not. I'm not going to defend it at all. But I do. Wanna, but I do want to say one thing. Don't defend it. I want to say one thing to Dennis out there, right? Like, not defending it, but the reality is, these patients that find you and stay with you in your practice are the blood and soul of the practice, right? And that's why we kind of bend over backwards. I, right. I can already see they're disagreeing, but, no, but mean, that's, like, that's why point. we bend, o- bend over backwards. I for did. I went and bought pillows this weekend. And we did. And we did. And we yeah. did. And so I get it. Uh, but I guess I think what we need more of is like more kindness. Hug your dentist. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. is more kindness. <laughs> kindness from the dentist, obviously, to the patient, but kindness from the patient back to the dentist. And I do believe in our practice, we have a lot of that. And I think sometimes we focus on the select few 
and it resonates with us and it sticks with us and we don't think and we just like ignore everyone who's just saying all the kind words oh you're an amazing doctor oh you're so friendly oh the injection didn't hurt oh i'm, I'm always coming here like it's almost like we have this selective hearing that, that because we're so type a that when there's a negative comment it's just like eats at you it eats at you and then it just breaks you down and a, a lot of times like i'm just gonna say this like you got to be strong into emotionally, mentally strong to, I think, survive as a practice owner. Because if you don't have that mental fortitude, like, you're just going to wither away, disappear in the wind. Can uh, we spin the wheel? Like a bag. Can we spin wind. the wheel? Let's spin the wheel. Cause, cause Is it I, wheel time? We didn't mean to get depressing. Thanks, Steven. Wheel time. Okay, get the wheel out. So what is, is anyone wheel? still watching? Oh, we got we got some viewers. Nice. Okay, it's been consistent. Yeah, this is the best part. I made this wheel, guys. We'll answer right. some. We'll answer. Wait. I want to say Nina. Like, uh, she probably already left. But thank you so much for watching, Nina. She was a. Pa I think she's a patient. She says, "I'm not into dentistry. Do you plan on staying in the U.S.? What about going abroad?" Ooh, that's a good one. Um, and she also said, "Dental care is so expensive." I know. I know, Nina. Dental dental care is expensive, and I think it's a lot of things to do with it. It goes from the manufacturers, the cost of equipment. It goes to the cost of dental school. I think if we can Everything reduce just that, down. it trickles down. So I think, like honestly, it might sound self-serving, but I do believe that limiting dental school costs and helping students graduate without so much debt is going to help patients have more affordable care and that's part of the problem you know it's a much bigger problem than if that they just cut tuition in half if, if you graduated without lives. debt i think people are going to be less you know i i don't yeah. know i don't know but I, I don't have the i don't have the answers i need a soundboard kanye west you don't have the answers way but i'll get that <laughs> eventually spin the wheel ashley so can you can you describe it yeah okay so basically there are some scenarios these are all scenarios that have either happened to me or someone I know that's a dentist, so they're not just like made up. And one of us is gonna spin it, and then one of us will act it out of how we'd react. One's gonna be the dentist, and one will be a patient or a staff member or something. Oh. Okay, we're going to camera two. Point it up. Let's go. Is, is Daryl gonna spin Darryl's it? Daryl's spinning the wheel. Okay, spin All it right. good. Wait, hold on. I gotta put. I gotta do like a sound or something. <laughs> All right, ready? Here go, go ahead. Spin it good. Point at the camera. Point at the camera. Ah, yes. Oh, which one is it? What it's is a good it? one. Car, okay, this car crash. A, this is car crash. <laughs> Describe the scenario. Okay. Who's acting, by the way? So can I be the driver? Okay, okay. Okay, you can be the driver. Hold on, let me describe it first. So this is called car crash. Here's the scenario. This is a real thing that happened to someone I know. Ooh, I'm like, okay. Basically, imagine you're at the office, you're practicing, you're working on a patient. Maybe you're starting a crown prep. Maybe you're in the middle of an extraction. And then bang! A car crashes into the waiting room. Skirt. Oh, That's shit. That's a real-life scenario. And this is stuff you do with as a, a practice owner, real-life emergencies. So we're going to see how we're going to handle that. So, I, so is Daryl the – Daryl's – okay. So, Daryl, you're, you're practicing dentistry. You're doing a beautiful, just the most amazing eight and nine Emacs crowns on a patient. Just an amazing – Oh, yeah. Just beautiful, beautiful work. And you're just about to finish that nice – rounded chamfer margin just absolutely maybe I'm the, and, and maybe and maybe i'm the something. patient you're working on yeah ashley's the patient you're working on and then all of a sudden and of course i'm difficult i'm in my car i'm in my car okay Boom. no no no. you Wait, don't okay so I'm the driver. act it out i'm acting it out okay you know, you're oh time to leave <laughs> time to go somewhere else right now so i'm gonna go and put my car in reverse oops this is a quotation this is what you don't know cars in drive Okay, time to go. Doctor, what was that? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, wait, have so what else? Okay, so you have to act this out. Play the part. Bang. Do I almost uh, doctor, slip. what was that noise? What was that noise? Uh, let me uh, let me check that out real quick. Uh, wait, wait, are you done with my crown preps? Are you done yet? Uh yeah, let me relax, hey. Um, wait, wait, no, no. I I hey, no, Sherry, I want a assistant. refund then. Sherry. I want a refund no, 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 if you're no, not no. gonna finish. If we're not no, gonna no, finish. I, I want to finish. Let me just see what this loud noise is. Hey, Sherry, um, can you set her up? Start the temps real quick. I'm gonna go check what's going on here. What there, this loud crash is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause. Pause. Very good, Daryl. Like, so just relaying, like keeping the someone with the patient. Finish the temps, even though maybe she's not good. doing the temps. She's doing something else, but mm -hmm. she's with the patient. Okay, go ahead. All right, Sherry, you can set her up. You can start the temps. Uh, I'm gonna go take a look and see what's going on. Um, make sure everything else is okay. Um, do you want any water? Uh, do you want any water, Ashley, or something, or? You okay there? No, I guess I'm fine. I just, I want to get out of here as soon as possible. I have yoga soon. 
Is it going to oh, take? Yeah, a, is this going to take? Yeah, I have yoga. So I mean, how much longer is this going to be? I just are we done soon? Uh, we got like fifteen minutes. <sighs> okay. You'll be fine. Okay. Yoga. Okay. Channel your inner, inner yoga. Okay. Oh, okay. Thanks, Doctor D. All right. So, check out the car crash scene. Now I'll be Wait. patient again in the waiting Wait, room. Um, Sammy, did you crash into my lobby? <laughs> waiting room? Yeah. I'm, I'm basically dead. I, I crashed into into the reception room. I'm passed out. You need to call nine one one. What are you, <laughs> Wait, what no, are you no, doing? So, so that's the scenario. <laughs> I walk this, out to you. The, the noise is super loud. What are you, yeah. How are you guys so calm? That's my first so, question. So I'm literally <laughs> passed out. You need to call the ambulance. Wait, 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 wait. So the scenario is you're in the lobby. The car yeah. is in. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah. I'm in the lobby in my car. Airbags deployed. Oh. All right. Well, EMS. So I'd have my front. So front desk, uh, Carla, please call 911. Check, check if uh, Sammy is okay. Um, uh, and then. Uh, doctor, uh, doctor I, I have an appointment sooner. Are you still going to do my SRP? Are I'll you still get, doing my with, deep cleaning today? Because I took time hey, off Sherry, from work Sherry, to be here. Can you keep her in the operatory real quick? I'll be right there in five, ten minutes. All right, let me just see what's going on here. Hey, Sammy. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, hey, Sammy. Help me. Hey, are you okay? Are yeah. you awake? Oh, you where awake? are you? Okay. Yeah. Hey, do you I'm know where okay. you're at, sir? What's your name? Do you know where you're at? Yeah, my name's Sammy. Your name is Am Sammy? I? Is you know, a, is you know what just happened? Office? You know, yeah, you just drove right into it. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know how that happened. You want to schedule an appointment? <laughs> we're gonna end. But no, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> we're ending. No, this. that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I mean, Darryl's that was call nine one one, and then <laughs> that's a pretty hard scenario. That was. I did. That was a fun one. No, for real though, that did happen. Okay, to yeah. Describe our, the actual story. So what? Yeah. No, what no, it is a real story. Our um, friend, Doctor Eric, he's an endodontist that works at our practice. This actually happened at another practice that he works at, where a car crashed into their waiting room, and. I mean, uh, Legit, let, yeah, no, Diego. this really happened in San Diego. Luckily, no one was hurt. I mean, no one was in the waiting room or something. No one was injured, but a car went in there. So then, because um, he was calling, he's like, hey, you need any help today? Because I don't have to go to work because a car crashed into the office. So we had the day off. Um, no, that's really the story. No one was hurt, but a car did crash into their dental office. Um, was the patient really like that? No, I don't. I just made that up. Oh. I just wanted to be difficult. <laughs> I just, because I've had patients be where there, there's out. been like medical emergencies this is like a side story where one time I patient, she was okay, but we ended up calling an ambulance. Mm -hmm. And afterwards I was like, Hey, we need like a medical consult. Like, you know, I was free. I thought she was like having a heart attack. She was okay. And then afterwards though, she was like, well, you after the EMS left, she was like, well, are you still going to do my deep cleaning? And I was like, no, like we can't. And then she was angry. So that's, that's where the inspiration for that came where sometimes patients are like, dude, that was do funny. It anyways. That was really funny. Can we do another one? Yeah, I like this. I have some okay, good... Okay, one more, and then, and then we'll more. close out the show. We'll close one out more. the show. Sammy, you want to spin this yeah, one? Yeah, I'm spinning. Spin it. Okay, put the wheel. Put the wheel on camera, too. Okay. A little higher? Okay. Well, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Big money. What is it? You didn't tell me this uh, one, did you? Okay, this you, one's you not as fun. Oh, no, no, no do I, another one. Do another one. I don't like that one. You don't like that one? Okay, fine. We have to commit to the wheel. Okay. We gotta continue. We have to commit to the wheel. Huh? Can't cherry pick. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Commit to the wheel. Let's go. <laughs> what, what, what is it? Yeah. The yoga. The yoga. The yoga. I had to go to yoga. Karen was the one. She wanted her to know if I was done prepping her eight and nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Okay, go ahead. What's the scenario? So, so this one is a scenario. This is where, a tough one, guys. This yeah, is kind of sad. We're one. ending kind of low, but that's okay. Let's go. I know, we have to do another one then. No, let's do. Okay, Should we pick yeah. another one? This one's sad. Okay, do another one. The, the one, the Wait, scenario this one, this was firing one was staff. Firing staff, but that's no fun. It's firing staff. I think should we, should we do it? It's too. It's too sad. Can we do a f more fun? Let's one? Let's do more fun one because this is the first. Right. first okay, podcast. we want a fun one. We'll, we'll bring that back. We'll keep that on. That's there. sad. Patient rude to assistant. Oh, this one's serious too. I can. We can do a serious one. One more spin. I want a fun one. Just pick one then. I want a fun one. Oh, God. Yes, this is the one I wanted. This, she literally wrote this one twice in order Guys, for us to get it. This is NSFW. Do you want to read it? You read it. Hey, play the sound. They'll probably know what it is. <laughs> I wish I had the sound. So board. the title, can I say that on yeah. camera? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So the title of this one is Pornhub. Okay, there's a so story behind <laughs> it. So there's a story behind this. This is an actual real life story. I, I was waiting. I don't for know this, this story. Ashley said she, this actually happened to her in residency. No, it's true. It's happened to my co-resident, not me personally. Co-resident. So here's the scenario. So maybe, Sammy, you want to be the dentist or you want to be the patient? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the dentist. Okay, maybe Daryl's the patient. Daryl's the patient. All oh right. My God. So basically, okay. the scenario is this really happened. 
Oh, God. Okay. Patient's in the chair. And so the real story is the patient was male. The dentist was female. But that's okay. Just, you can pretend to be female. So the patient is in the chair, and they're you know, doing an I'm exam female. or something. I'm female. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're doing an exam or whatever. And the patient was looking at pornographic images on his cell phone while the dentist was uh, trying to do work on him. And then she felt uncomfortable because she could see his phone. So that's the scenario. So, uh, Dr. Sammy, you're going to come in, and your patient here is looking at inappropriate images on his phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm walking. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be me. So, do I hear this? I need, I need some more back. No, you walk the in, and you're like, okay, we're going to see you. You're working, and you see their phone, and they're watching. And I see their phone, so and they're lay, watching. I'm laying down. Yeah. So, okay, I think what He's, I would do... This the is patience honestly, is relaxing. This really happened. This is what I would do. I'd walk in. No, you I'll, can't say it. you got to do it. Okay, Act it so out. I'll, I'm walking. Okay. Uh, so usually I make noise before I walk in. So patient alerts the patient that I'm coming in. All right, uh, Daryl. Hey, how you? Oh, how you doing, Daryl? What's up? Hey, uh, hey, you Sammy. ready for your procedure today? We're just taking out that tooth that's hurting you. So. Oh yeah. Let me let me get a little comfortable here for you. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. <clears throat> you doing okay? Um, you don't mind if I use my phone, right? Yeah. To, yeah. to kind of like uh, drone out the noise and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have any All headphones? Right. So, yeah. Do you have any headphones? I got headphones. Let me, let me, um, got some headphones. Let me get, let me get my stuff ready here, okay? Okay. Um, okay. Hey, do you want me, are you going to let me Hey, Alexa, uh, do you mind just, hey, Alexa, um, can you give me the cotton plier? Can you give me the cotton pliers? Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, so Daryl, uh, we're going to get started with that procedure. Uh, Daryl, <laughs> hey, Daryl, 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 we're going to get started with that procedure right now. Um, what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I want you really comfortable. I want you really comfortable, you know, so that we can, so that oh, you have the best I'm care. I'm really comfortable. You're really comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I'm listening to hey, my, you know. Hey, you know, Daryl, like, I, I don't want to say this because, you know, I don't mind what you do. You know, it's you, it's your life. You know, yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know that, um, you know, I, I know you're watching something to make you a little bit more comfortable, some, uh, you know, some images. Um, but I think my, I think my assistant's a little uncomfortable. She's a little uncomfortable with that. Is it possible, man? Hey, can you put? Do you mind? Like, uh, do you have what, headphones? What, you have your headphones on. I have though. my headphones on. Yeah, yeah. But maybe you can just like, uh, as oh, long as it's not what, too loud, you just turn. Me. Oh, you like to watch? You need to watch it too. Comfortable, yeah. Calm. You need to, okay, you need to watch it, huh? Okay, <laughs> you need to watch it. Um, yeah, d but Daryl, if you don't, I mean, mind, I can turn it down. Turn it down. You know, I mean, as uh, hey, if I mean, you can, you, I mean, have you? I mean, it's, this I is mean, natural I, stuff. Hey, Daryl, I'm pretty sure you've seen. You do you. I do me. We all do. Well, I don't want to say we all do each other. <laughs> that would be inappropriate. But uh, I just think, you know, Daryl, look, listen, you know, I don't want to, you know, you, you know, we have, we, have, we have a lot of female assistants, and I think, that, you know, it might be a little inappropriate. I'm thinking maybe you can just, just, you know, maybe let's listen to it. And, and, you know, I'm fine with that as long as no one else hears it, and you do you, I do me, and we, I mean, we get you done, and we get you out of here, and we get you out of here quick and make it comfortable for you. Right, you know right, right. But, I, I mean, I need to see something. You I mean, need to see glasses, something? I mean, you don't. You know what I can do, Daryl? You, you know what I can do for you? Daryl, this is what I'm going to do for you. Listen. What are you going to do for me? Today, if you don't mind, you know, it's up to you, obviously, but if you don't mind, maybe just flipping the phone around so no one sees that, turn it off. But this is what I'm going to do for you. But this is what I'm going to do for you, Daryl. Next time you come in, a brand new <laughs> Oculus Quest 2 on your, on your headset. You got the oh. visuals. You got the audio. No one knows anything, and that's it. <sighs> all right, all right. Boom. So you're going to buy a VR headset so the guy can watch <laughs> it during his appointment? Listen. That's a true guys, owner right there. That's put, ownership. You guys put me That's on the spot. That's ownership. You put me on the spot, okay? And I'm doing my best here, okay? True story. Yeah, that, that, that happened. <laughs> true story. So what did the uh, patient do? So the funny thing, well, not funny. I think the it was resident, you know, hadn't been out a lot, uh, just felt really uncomfortable. So she just ignored it. But he and, was watching in front of the resident. He was. I don't know if it was. It. I don't know if it was a video or if it was photos. See, it's I'm hard to sure. say. What if he's watching like Instagram models? That's no. That's but that's different than. I don't know. Straight up. So you I don't know, know if it was a video or a photo, but I think she just like ignored it because she felt really uncomfortable. So she just like ignored the situation. Interesting. But was it like out in the open throughout the whole appointment? Or well, he was looking. He was looking at it. I mean, would would you tell the patient? I mean, would you? Say, I would say. I, mean, I think that's a fair thing to ask you know yeah, yeah. i'd be like hey that's i would say i would say like it's you know it's your you know you can do what you want but you, i just can't have it open yeah next time bring your vr headset yeah now we got to get a nice <laughs> oculus quest to add it to the expenses added, added to our Sweet. yeah ownership expenses <laughs> vr headsets 
Uh, okay. That was fun, guys. Sorry, we had to skip the boring ones. Uh, 360. Oh, what did this become? Okay. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Oh, that's so funny. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) New VR, man. Who said that? Who said I have a new dentist? Someone said it on Oh, my God. That is so funny. Oh, God. The others do. Okay, guys. All right. I think we should end the show. That took a weird turn. I think we should end the show. But how should we end it, Ashley? I don't know. First of all, should we end the show? Yeah, we're, we're done, right? We did Can some we talk, scenarios. Um, I know the point of this show was to kind of talk about ownership and talk about some of the struggles, but maybe we could end with something positive before we wrap up. Advice or something positive or something good that happened to us uh, this past week or last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Daryl, you go first. Because <laughs> we all got to think of something. Dang, what are, uh, here. Or positive advice. Let's end on a, a good note. Something um, we learned. <laughs> My okay. mom said she wouldn't work on that patient. <laughs> Why are you watching? Why are you watching? Okay, go ahead. Positive advice. Uh, dentistry is probably one of the best professions to work in only because you get to help people and the people pay you to fix them. What other profession does that? I mean, also the relationships you build. So all in all, I know we most of the stuff we talked about was in the light kind of negative but there's also some good positives you just have to work really hard because what they tell you or what you expect when you graduate is not at all what it is when you get out so um but dentistry is great i love it you know other than it sucks sometimes which you know what other job doesn't suck but (laughs) i have something i guess uh doesn't it make me feel good this past week we had a training session with our staff on Friday and basically uh, we we're just doing some training exercises we had a coach there and basically we were kind of talking to them talking to some of our staff about why they work with us why they're at our office what makes them happy and basically a lot it was nice to hear the staff say you know they like being here because we're flexible, you know, we don't make them feel bad if they're sick, if there's a problem with their child. And I guess that just, it made me feel good. It made me feel good that, you know, we're trying really hard to take care of our patients, also take care of our staff and keep everyone happy. It's a lot of people to keep happy. And again, not every day is perfect, but that made me feel really good that, um, you know, our most of our staff, they're, they're happy to come to work and that was good. Yeah. Um, and then me, I, I would just say what made me happy, like uh, this is, just random thoughts, but you know, I'm focusing so much this year on my own personal happiness and not on all the other noise, you know, whether you need to be like working all the time or this or that. It's like, I just want to focus on making sure I'm happy, I'm stable, I'm comfortable and I love what I do. And I feel like, um, I feel like that's happening. And I feel like we made a big change into a new office. Unfortunately, we lost a lot of really good staff. And there's um, we have a new team, though, that I really love. And they're super supportive and fun. And, and I'm hoping and, and I feel like I'm also learning a lot about leadership and how to how to build a really um, a team that works well together and respecting them at the same time. So, yeah, that's what I think. Hi, hi Miriam. <laughs> Is Miriam watching? Yeah, she's going. Hi, Miriam. Thanks for watching. Where is she watching? Right, right there. Okay. Shout out to Dr. Dr. Sarno. All yeah. right. Shout out to any dental assistants uh, watching. Yeah, guys. We appreciate you. Thanks, Miriam. Hey, listen, this show, it's live on Smile Influencers, and that might change eventually. There's a link in the description. There should be a link. It's called the After Hours Dental Podcast. It's going to be a new YouTube channel where we host this show. I don't know if it's going to live on Smile Influencers forever because it's Smile Influencers is a lot, a lot of patients that watch. I don't know if they want to watch this type of content. Thank you guys so much for supporting. Please, if you can, promote the podcast. We're trying to do it every Monday, hopefully at 6.30 p.m. Before Um, they get off, though, talk about the next topics. And then I just want to say a couple things. So we have three topics. I might put it as a poll for the next video if you guys want. So topic number one for the next uh, podcast, social media and dentistry. That's number one. Oh, social cool. media. And we got a lot to say. Got we actually say. have two channels. One channel, Smile Influencers, that has about 85,000. Ashley has a channel that has like 50,000 subs. We can talk all about that. We can talk about analytics. We can talk about how much money we make. YouTubers. Uh, yeah, we can be very honest with you guys. That's a whole goal. Community, honesty, transparency, no bullshit, um, if you don't mind me saying that. Uh, number two, life as an associate. It's too late. I already said it. <laughs> two, life as an associate, associate contracts. We can talk about life got, as an associate. Got, I want to bring some of my actual contracts that yeah. I've signed. Oh. 
Cause I, and I've, when I first got a residency, I signed some crazy stuff. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. Did you end up working for them? Me? Yeah. Oh, I guess we'll find out, right? Well, I yeah. got, all I got stories of contracts I signed, how I got out of that contract. And then I wrote my own contract. Yeah. That's actually a, a crazy story. That's a good story. It's a crazy story. And, and, and a lot of value to take out of that. And then the third one, does dental school teach you anything? The answer is no, but, but we can know, we can honestly go through that. We can say, does dental school Minimally teach you anything? Minimally competent. Minimally competent. But yes. we can also talk about CEs that we recommend that you guys take to better enhance your skills and what we would recommend for someone just getting out of an associateship or dental school or whatever it may be. Guys, thank you so much for watching. I was expecting one viewer and we got, Yay, I think we were up to like 20, 22, 28. Mm -hmm. Like it was the highest I saw. I'm pretty stoked about that. So once again, thank you guys. Which camera am I? This camera? Thank you guys so much for watching. Honestly, the support is really much appreciated. The whole goal, like I said, it's all about happiness for me. So I want to have fun in this podcast. I want to go live. I want to communicate with people. I don't want to be in the back room editing. I want to talk to you, talk to the chat, bring people in, have video interviews, maybe have like all these couches full with a bunch of podcast microphones and we're having some big conversations. That's hopefully the end game. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed the, the podcast. Yes, sir. Oh, wait, let me do just do one last... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have Thank a good night. Thank you. Have a good Peace. night, guys. Later.